This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Biz Life Simplified, the program where you stress less, enjoy more, and optimize your time, energy, and results. Now, here's your host for Biz Life Simplified, organizing expert, speaker, and university certified executive coach, Nancy Hagen, freeing you to do what you do best. Welcome back, everyone. Today, I'm talking with Julie Glaser, who's uh, from Portland. Well, she's in Portland, Oregon. And Julie is the project goddess and the founder of Balancing Act. And she'll tell us a little more about that as we go along. But first, Julie, I want to ask you, uh, first of all, welcome. Glad you're with us today. And Thank I want to ask Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh-huh. It's a pleasure. Um, so I want to ask you first about how you simplified your life before we get into how you help other people and, and the tips that you have for them. So tell us about that. Okay, it is an interesting question, and it, it, to answer it, I have to go back several years, even a decade, to think about how I've simplified my life. Some of the ways have come naturally because I had a previous career as a massage therapist, and when people would come to me, I would hear about the chaos in their lives and feel it in their bodies. And being a massage therapist made me think about what do I want to be surrounded by and what am I willing to say no to um, to make my life more enjoyable and mm-hmm. calmer. I think a theme oh, for me in other people made you more aware of uh, what you wanted for yourself, really, it sounds like. Exactly. I mean, I think a theme, what I was going to say is a theme that's common in any of the jobs that I've done throughout my life is that I want to bring a sense of peace and groundedness to whatever I do. Mm, So whether that was working as an operations manager, working as a massage therapist, or being self-employed like I am now, I want the people that I serve to feel that we're focusing in, tuning in, and grounding Mm. in order to get things done. Oh, I think that's great. I think everybody would like that. And then as... Time, oh, go ahead. As time has gone on, we all know about um, social media. We're supposed to check our Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and websites and newsletters. And how are we going to decide what to do and what to focus on so that we can hone in on what really matters? So yeah. that's a theme. And, and when I decide each morning what to do, I have some almost automatic things that I always think, oh, everybody does this, but it's not true. Mm-hmm. I I take my news in small doses. If I hear about a news story, I might read about that. And then I don't need to hear a thousand different articles or turn on CNN to hear about that. I know that it happens. I think about how can I affect what's happening. If I feel like an activist and I want to write to a senator, I can do that. But to me, hearing the news in a lot of different ways isn't feeding my soul. Mm. Okay, yeah. So um, I make decisions about that, about network TV, about um, what I expose myself to so Mm -hmm. that my mind doesn't feel cluttered 
mm-hmm. with information. And I think that we all um, yes. suffer from that Yes. in, this, right. in these modern times. Mm-hmm. So what else do you do in the morning? You said you have some certain things that you do. Right. So um, another women member uh, does a course on keeping track of your time um, in a visual way. So she shared a way to track um, how you spend each hour mm-hmm. in it's, it's really just a simple chart and then using color-coded pens. And when you're self-employed, um, I think it is easy to get on to I don't know if you'd call it like a spiral um, in a direction that you didn't plan to go that day. Oh, how did I spend three hours on this? I'm working on my mm-hmm. website when I meant to um, work on this project. And mm-hmm. yeah, especially if you're a um, solopreneur or you, or you work from home, it's really important to me to, tr- to set my goals for the day and then to track them accordingly. And I've always been a fan of color-coded <laughs> visuals. Mm-hmm. to, um, you know, at the end of the day to see what's been done. So, yeah. um, so you, so that's you the, um, anticipate avoiding distractions, it sounds like. Exactly. Yeah. And they still happen. But even if a distraction happens, it's nice to know if, if it was beneficial and what, you know, and how you spent your time. So if you did spend that three hours updating your own website, you would see that on the chart, color-coded, and really just feel good about that. Mm-hmm. Well, that was something that was necessary to do today. Uh-huh. So you're I building in some flexibility, too. Exactly, yes. Mm-hmm. And I think in a broader sense, as far as simplifying, um, when I thought about this preparing for this interview, I thought about some things that I also don't, um, they're not always in the forefront of my mind. I am a single mom, and in being the head of the household and the everything of the household, I made a decision to buy a house that has a smaller yard and that um, is easier to maintain. Mm -hmm. And even so, I grow some vegetables. You know, a lot of people do um, in Portland. The climate is such that it makes it easy to do. Mm -hmm. And you know, a small example is that I have a like one raised bed, and I thought about it this um, this spring and said, oh, should I build another raised bed and grow a second a second bed of vegetables? And I decided, no, I'm going to make it all happen with this one bed, and not give myself just one more thing to do. Mm-hmm. So keeping it simple, whether it's choosing the size and and style of your home or your decision about adding another project, another garden, which is a lot of maintenance and everything my, my husband and I do. Well, I do the flowers. He does the vegetables. But, uh, yeah, I think that's a wise choice <laughs> to think. It is. You know, and keep it simple before you even start. <laughs> that's great. Exactly. And I am surrounded by mothers whose children are in elementary and middle school, like like my children. And... Sometimes I'll hear people say, well, well, we have to go to this event or this concert or this show or this party. And then, you know, so you have your work days and then you have everything booked out. And 
there might even be a feeling like, well, summer's short, so we should just do every single thing possible and say yes Mm -hmm. to everything. That's never been an option for me. I Mm -hmm. enjoy solitude. I enjoy Mm -hmm. um, kind of time for reflection. So um, I really look at what I say yes to and make sure that it's going to fit into myself and my children's life in a Mm -hmm. positive way, not put us in traffic for hours um, in hot weather and irritable. So we... um, Kind of, I take pictures when we're enjoying something simple, like my daughter likes to jump around in the sprinkler, oh. or um, <laughs> just we were playing a board game last night, which we were remarking. I had a friend over, and we all played, and I was remarking, "Wow, I used to do this a lot when I was a kid." But um, yeah, electronics take oh. over our lives. So yeah, oh, I'm with you. The simple things and. Uh, yeah, I went through that process of really decluttering my calendar over years, you know, saying, like you say, you feel like there are things that, you know, obligations or just automatically given that you have to do. And I just kept questioning and eliminating everything that I possibly could because you're trading your life for it. <laughs> and it better have a whole lot of value for you. So I I love that. I like you. I yeah. like solitude. I have to have quiet time to think and read and relax and things like that. So so thank you, Julie. For, those are great ideas. Anything else uh, along those lines you want to share? Well, I was going to say um, every now and then I go up to a retreat center nearby that where there's no Wi-Fi and no cell phones. And that's my favorite way to decompress and, you know, it's a forced unplugging. Um, And so, and it's fun because we all remember a time where people weren't sitting at bus stops looking at their phones, sitting at restaurants looking at their phones. Mm -hmm. So at this place, there might be a hundred or so people there at any given time and people make eye contact and, and have conversations and, um, knit and and you know and hike and so um i like going back in time and going oh, to places like yeah. that yeah yeah that sounds great simple things and they really nourish you you know i almost can feel the physical effect of when i the difference between if i haven't had that kind of quiet activity and being away from the distractions and when i have i just feel nourished and strengthened and everything so yeah those are great definitely so, the other the other nice thing about the pacific northwest is there's a lot of fir trees evergreen trees here mm-hmm. and there's a park where i go um to walk and it's quite hilly so it's like brisk walking hiking and um it's surrounded by fir trees so sometimes you can smell the, you know, it it fills all the senses. Mm-hmm. And I've heard that there's a Japanese practice of walking through forests of fir trees for that reason, for renewal oh. and for health. So um, I don't know much about that, but I I do know that I like to um, to be 
in in nature and in trees yes. as much as possible. Yes, yes, I agree. Nature is a great nourisher. <laughs> Powerful. Yeah, it's a, you know, I think there's something innate in us that just craves and appreciates that when when all the other stuff is quieted down. So you want to have room for that. So then the rest so, of the time, we yeah, we live our lives, and, and Portland is a big city and growing, and there's lots of traffic and lots going on and lots of, you know, in, in the workplace, there's lots of deadlines. So um, mm-hmm. my work life is more fast-paced and a city life. So, you know, mm-hmm. I have both. Right. I have a balance. Right. Well, let's let's talk a little bit more about the business part of your life. Um, you work with uh, solopreneurs and small businesses. And tell us what it is that you specifically do. So I do event management and project management for small businesses and nonprofits. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of times, the, the, I mean, the reason that I do what I do is that a lot of times the small businesses might be one person or one or two people. And if they have a big event or a new angle on their business or a new project coming up, they need a person and they need to, but they maybe don't need a full-time employee. Right. So that's right. where I come in. Right. So what do you see as the greatest needs for small, let's just call them small businesses, because I think solopreneurs, you know, are small also. So, so we'll mm-hmm. simplify it. Um, so what do you see as the greatest needs in terms of, and then, of course, we want your tips for, for how to fix those things, take care of those needs. Well, sometimes um, I can assist when someone is, is just starting out or developing a new branch of their business. Um, when people have grand openings or book launches or mm. are changing their angle or want to refresh and bring uh, more people and eyes to their, to their business, um, that's where planning an event comes in. Um, and sometimes they're adding more of an educational piece and they need a series of events to, um, you know, to gather people together for continuing education or just to listen to um, speakers or to share their message. Okay, so for our listeners who are here to simplify their business life, could you give us some of your some of your favorite tips? I mean, we've talked about some things already in terms of our our personal life and everything. Well, let's talk about business a little more. Of course, yes. I've um, recently made my own kind of tips for hosting a successful event. Um, cheat sheet, and one of the first things that I recommend is deciding the purpose of what you're doing. It's not always an event. Sometimes it's it's a project that's going to benefit the business, um, and you think, oh, of course everybody's figured out the purpose. That's why they're calling me. Yeah. That's why they're asking for help. But sometimes it's not teased out yeah. enough, or the purpose was that 
someone higher up said they should or that or that another similar business did something similar. So we really look at deciding the purpose, making mm-hmm. knowing the why. Yeah. Great. And another obvious tip is planning way ahead. I say obvious because we all know this. And then um in a lot of cases maybe it's difficult to plan way ahead or the way that our culture is, we need to do this and then we need to do it now. So if possible, mm-hmm. it's nice to have four to five months to plan ahead when launching a new concept or a project that involves an event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody, you know, we're typically uh, focused on what we're doing right now and the deadlines we have right now. So it sounds like you need we need to block out some time for that planning way ahead because otherwise the time will come and we won't have done that. So, Right. I mean, yeah. everybody in business knows that, but it's always a happy time right. when we can plan ahead. Um, okay. I mean, when it, when it comes to sharing, um, you know, if you're having a shift in how you run your business or, how, or a shift in what you want your message to be, it's in, and if there's, especially if there's an event involved, it's, it's really important to give it at least, you know, at the minimum four months. Mhm. Okay. Good. Okay, what about like day-to-day in the office stuff? Any tips well, there? What we've talked about in 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 time tracking is important for every business owner and really any employee of a larger business as well. Um because what it allows you to do besides seeing planning and seeing where it's important to spend your time is it allows you to reflect at the end of the day or the end of the week on Mm. what you have accomplished. And I think that, you know, I read a lot of articles about how we're trained to be looking at the next thing and to be in the future and to be um, a little bit of what can be called like a monkey brain of um, a lot of things going on at once. And I think that looking at how you've spent your day or how you've spent your week and sitting for a moment and letting a feeling of a good job done wash over you can go a long way to being productive and happy. Mm, Yes. Yes, good point. Realizing the things that did go well, the things we did do well, instead of focusing on, you know, the other. So good good thinking. Exactly. And instead of focusing on what, is going to happen in the future. We have to, I think, in order to be happy, productive, and um, functional human beings, we have to stop and feel good in the moment yeah. sometimes. Love that. Thanks. Anything else in the office to help us simplify and have a better day? Well, it's funny. I, I, I wouldn't tell anyone who has a cluttered desk and it works for them that it has to be uncluttered. It okay. works for me to have um to for me to have a visual of of more of a clear space. But I've mm-hmm. known plenty of, of coworkers and managers who have post it notes on the lampshade and <laughs> and articles uh thumbtacked yeah. to various places. And so people have to figure out what works for them and be honest with yourself. You know, if the clutter really isn't working, um, then 
there's ways, and I help people in addition to to what I do to restructure their systems, mm-hmm. their paper systems and their electronic systems. Um, a lot of times people have just been doing something one way because that's how it was done or that's how the person before me did it. Um, but it's important to look at what works in organizing your day and your mind and your desk and your space and making decisions that, that work for you. More conscious, more intentional than just kind of the automatic routine. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you were going to tell me, too, what you like most about your work, Julie. Well, what I like the most is that I get to be creative. I get to do different things almost every day, work with a variety of people. Sometimes I am faced with something that I haven't ever done, and I get so I get to learn new things or new systems. Mm-hmm. And um, the... I've worked in a lot of positions where there's a rote level of what needs to be done. And to me, being creative is is most important for my happiness. Mm. Right. And um, you said that um, you used to do some bookkeeping and other things along those lines. So you've seen a lot of office setups and things like that, right? Mm-hmm. So, I think with... Go ahead. Oh, yes. So what's your question? Well, I just wondered if there was was anything else that we could give people to, you know, help organize their office and their life, their business life. It's yeah. true. It's probably imp- important to notice that my first, um, when I first went out on my own, as a business owner, I bookkeeping was the main source of what I did. And what I noticed is that a lot of people don't want to look at the numbers because it's overwhelming or it makes mm-hmm. them worry or they um, don't like, you know, it's sort of uncomfortable to sit there and, and do data entry and categorize expenditures. So, um, when I would come in, I would figure out the system that would work for them. There's a lot of systems like QuickBooks Online where your bank data is pulled in automatically. Mm-hmm. And so the job of a bookkeeper would be to categorize expenses and income and then you know, do the, do the data entry and make sure that everything is reconciled or balanced. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think I would recommend that a lot of people think, well, I'll – I'll deal with the bookkeeping, you know, like on March 31st when I start to, to worry about tax time. Mm. But um, I, I think it's invaluable to have a bookkeeper that you work with and um, consult with. Some people only need somebody quarterly and they can fill in the blanks. And other people just say, I just, I, I think that I'll go in in the books and, and work on them, and I never do. Mm-hmm. So that's another place where people need to be honest with themselves as far as what is important and um, the money spent on having somebody help you with your books is invaluable. Mm. And it helps people plan um, quarterly for goals, for financial goals, and to see 
trends mm-hmm. in in income and expenses as well. So, um, so what are the problems that come up when somebody isn't, you know, if they are, as you say, waiting until March 31st to to take a look at that, what problems does that cause? Maybe they feel like they've is, saved a lot of time yeah, what, in the meantime. <laughs> <laughs> right. What I've seen is that it weighs heavily on people um, mm. if they're not aware of mm-hmm. anything but the the daily balance in their bank account. Um, you know, a lot of small business business owners have to go in and say, okay, do I, I have a bill? Do I have the money to pay it? I think that's mm-hmm. almost universal with um, with small businesses. And so that's, you know, how they sort of maybe have a, I, I know even, even now when everything can be electronic, I'll go in and people will have maybe a box of receipts or a file of receipts and they're hoping that they can pull it together at some point. Other times people keep track of things on Excel type spreadsheets and that works for a while, but um, you know, there's going to come a point where it just becomes overwhelming. So Right. Plus sometimes you can't I speak from experience. Sometimes you can't remember. You think this you know, that particular expenditure that you've downloaded, you think you know what it is or you know, will remember. And then if some time has gone by, you don't always remember what it was. It's true. And I still do um, some of this financial management for people. And I, when people have a lot of transactions, a lot of things going on, I meet with them monthly because that's mm-hmm. about, you know, 30 days is about the amount of time that a busy business owner wants to remember back about what yes. what, right. what they spent. And I've had the feedback time and time again that people who are on top of their books and their financial management feel happier. They feel they're not waking up in the middle of the night worrying about mm-hmm. that aspect of things. And um, and it's a big weight off their shoulders. Yes. Great. Okay. Thank you, Julie. Um, anything else you want to leave us with in terms of simplifying business life or your particular perspective and business and everything? I think that possibly people have heard this, but a lot of times we go into business because we're good at doing something. It might be a service. It might be making and selling a product. Um, I think that it's important to be successful to, to do the things you love to do you might have some tasks you don't love to do, but you still do them. And then to ask for help, to bring in other people. Mm-hmm. That's why people mm-hmm. like me exist, to help with projects, events, and financial management. And don't try to do it all yourself. Um, right. So bring in right, people. Because then you know, you're what, diminishing that area that you're the expert in and you have the talent in or so good at. And so then you don't want to be taking away from that by getting mired in things that that you're not as good at or don't even want to spend the time on. So, Yes, that's true. And one of the things I've written on my website is um, when I meet people and I tell them what they do, I had a business owner say, oh, so you do everything that nobody likes to do. <laughs> and I never thought of it that way because yeah. I, they're the things that I actually love to do. Yes, so yes, I can relate to that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so that's that's my personality. It's the the minutia of planning an event and the um, 
in in some cases, you know, the the budgeting and the and timelines and tracking and I love to do those things, so um, mm-hmm. not everybody does. Yeah, so that's a blessing that that you're there to take care of those for somebody else. So, what is your website address, Julie, so people can find you? It's balancingactpdx.com. So, balancingact and then pdx.com. PDX doesn't that have something to do with the Portland Airport or something? Is that where that came from? Every every airport has um, initials, right? Usually three initials that, and so um, PDX is yeah, it comes out. Yeah, that's what I thought. I've flown in there once, so (laughs) sounded familiar. And I would I would just be balancingact.com, but that one was taken. So yeah, I yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, great. Okay, anything else, Julie? Before we go, that you want to throw in there? No, I just want to thank you for it? having me on this podcast, and um, it's wonderful to to reach out to people this way, and especially to the E Women Network, which is how we met. Oh yes, right. Yeah, I agree, and uh, I think you've brought some unique perspective to things that maybe we'd heard about before, but hadn't really thought about in the way that that you brought out. So, and I appreciate your. Um, calm and peaceful approach to so <laughs> thank know, you so much the, for the, being with us this, uh-huh in summary we need to walk through the forest and then track our time and manage our books Ooh, very <laughs> you good can do it all <laughs> okay that's a good summary okay <laughs> thank you very much julie and take care everybody have a great week thank you bye-bye This is Biz Life Simplified, where you stress less, enjoy more, and optimize your time, energy, and results. Join us each Wednesday on the EWN Podcast Network. To download the program or learn how to be a guest on the show, go to EffectiveDay.com slash podcast. Programs are also available on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, EWN Podcast Network, Stitcher, Tune in radio and aha radio. Remember, Biz Life Simplified is where you stress less, enjoy more, and optimize your time, energy, and results so you are free to do what you do best. This is the EWN Podcast Network.